Hello, and welcome to the Story of Rick podcast. My name is Graham, and wait, I didn't say the chapter number. It was going so well. I really thought I was doing well this time. (laughs) (laughs) This is the professional air that I'm bringing to this recording. Uh, Welcome to our episode number 28 for chapter 14. This is our book club episode. With me today, I have... Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Liv. Hi, I'm Meg. So... Recap. Dorian did a bad murder. Dorian did, he did a, a bad murder. murder. And then he got his boyfriend to come clean it up for him. He got his ex to come yeah. and clean it up. Why did he choose his ex to come clean it up? Because his ex did a science once. He did a he science. He likes chemistry. He knows, what he knows to do bodies. <laughs> He's so qualified. Can we just like talk about the fact that the chapter starts off like, and Dorian sits in front of the window and he's got a cup of hot chocolate. So cozy. And Basil's corpse is still in the room. <laughs> just hanging out. Just hanging Not out. The same yeah. room, to be it's fair. Just... in the room with him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about his morning routine, though, for a second, because I, I really routine. like it. What an influencer. I love him. Right? Get He's like a cup of me. hot chocolate, and what does he have to eat? I don't know. I'm assuming like a croissant, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. He just has a cup of hot chocolate in bed, and then he gets up, oh, hates on Basil for a bit, then goes downstairs, <laughs> has a cup of black coffee, and then samples yes. all of the breakfast foods. But only I like don't a, know a little, what that means. little bit. He tries a little bit of each he one. He eats all of the breakfast foods. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and then he calls upon. Oh yeah, his it says he spent a long time also over breakfast, tasting the various dishes and talking to his valet about some new liveries. It's like, hey, this is a great croissant. Anyway, about those new clothes. About those new clothes. Blah, blah, blah. Then he reads a book for a bit, and then he's like, ugh, I'm going to go call my ex. Hello, ex-boyfriend. And ding, ding, ding. Um, the boyfriend, who is like, I want nothing to do with you, Dorian, like, Don't immediately comes over. Yeah. yeah. He's like, really... Dorian, I shan't help you. And Dorian's like, are you sure? I'm so young and sexy. And he's like, oh, God. Oh, I'm still here and I brought all my science things. <laughs> like, it's so funny that like they have this full conversation where he's like, I won't do it, great. And then he calls him Dorian. He's like, aha, I was waiting for you to call me Dorian. I'm like, oh, Dorian, you little mink. Oh. <laughs> and he's always like, I won't do it. He's like, but a man has died. It was an accident. I won't do it. It was a suicide. I'm still not doing it. I murdered a guy. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just immediately in. Yeah, and then his boyfriend comes over, and then he stays over for a little bit. He sends for nitric acid, and then he dissolves Basil upstairs. He just melts that guy. <laughs> also, we him. do we do find out that the portrait has changed, and it now has wet blood on its hands. Mm. Yes, Mm-mm. great handed. So gross. Yes, very grim. Um, we did skim over the fact he does blackmail um, Alan. Alan oh yeah, yeah. ex boyfriend. Uh, we don't know what with. But we assume it's something he you know was doing with Dorian. Yeah. So he, he writes down quickly on a piece of paper. So he's done, he passes to him. Alan takes it and then he like he goes away and he's like, oh my god, Dorian, I can't believe you've done this. I honestly think it was just you're gay. For a year eight, mm. he just wrote on a piece of like, paper. Pass a note in <laughs> class, it says, you're gay. Even it though, just says, like, your mum. <laughs> your like, mum is like, you just lost the game. <laughs> oh, that would get me, to be fair. <laughs> The whole that the game had over sort of twelve year olds we all just in my school. <laughs> yeah, sorry to everyone listening. Um, yeah, I think I would like to briefly go back to Dorian's hatred of Basil in the morning. 
Yeah. She's like, oh, it's such a beautiful day outside, and Basil being all horrible and dead upstairs. It really is too exciting. I'm like, my really washing my vibe. You, <laughs> Who killed this man, and why is he in my house? I was having this man and the vibe. <laughs> it's your fault. Oh my god. I was like, having a perfectly good morning, and then I was reminded of the man I murdered upstairs. How dare he be murdered in my home upstairs and his body not move? And my black coffee and sampled all of the breakfast foods, but no, Basil Hayworth is being dead upstairs. How dare he still be dead? Why can't he just get up and move? At least take himself out of the room, right? Like, get up, walk outside, and then be dead somewhere else. It's the considerable yeah. thing to do. Get be dead in the street. Therefore, I don't right. have to call my ex to come and exactly. dissolve your corpse. <laughs> the street people will take him away. I don't know who Dorian would assume that would be. I feel like Dorian assumes someone else will take care of everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which I guess is proven correct in this chapter, so I suppose who am I to judge? Um well. Oh, there's also I've written down that there's a mention of asbestos. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just oh, it's I think in the that fire. It's because you can use asbestos as fuel, so he's basically like, Yes, I have a fire and it's a really good one. It's giving me mm. cancer. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. like I will just say that both nitric acid and asbestos are carcinogenic. So like the dude that like dissolved basil's body is going to die in a really horrific manner soon oh dear i feel like also the portrait probably has a high chance of getting cancer because we know dorian won't get it but like <laughs> mm. I th- yeah. yeah well nitric acid can like dissolve your teeth from like mm. not even you putting it on your teeth like if well, you like just like breathe it in oh. if you breathe it in it can dissolve your oh, teeth that's intense mm. i know it's it's through prolonged exposure but still oh Nasty, nasty. So nasty. I personally will not be drinking any nitric acid today. Uh, no, don't. No. It's not for me. Oh, <laughs> doesn't well, sound tasty. I was just tasty. about to put some in my tea. Oh, I was just going to use it as a mixer. Fiddly. Um, I'd just like to say, and this is, this is a thing, it's some personal info that i got to share with you guys. Um, okay. I think Dorian Gray may have dated my brother. Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> talk um, us my through My brother's the... name is not, Am- is not Alan. Our last name is not Campbell, but... He did study natural sciences at Cambridge, and he did um, he did specialize in chemistry. So I know who to go to when I have a murder to clean up. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you go directly to my brother. But um, yeah, it's uh, (laughs) who would you go to if you had a like if you had to get rid of a body, guys? Oh, Katie. Yeah, thanks. Because Katie, you told me the other day. We were sitting down watching Riverdale, I think, and it yeah. was. It, I, I'm watching season one, where obviously they had to dispose of a body at one point, and um, I say they, someone does, no spoilers. And Katie just turns to me and says, "I feel like you'd be good at that," and I'm like, "What? You would? <laughs> you'd be very? I think you and me as a team would really girl boss that murder cleanup. We would. You That's know, true. I feel you like would. you would. We would have the high enough like level of stress that we would then like tip over the stress level and then go right methodically. What needs to get done? Let's do it. Yeah. And then afterwards we'd be like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'd girl boss that murder. We would. Now, that was not a confession to anyone who's looking to close cases at the moment. Um, Don't come knocking at our door because... The hypothetical murder we would girl boss. Exactly. Girl boss the murder in your heart. No. Yeah. Girl boss things the state. Be the girl boss murder you wish to see in the world. Yeah. Maybe the murders were... The girl bosses we made along the way. Now, the I don't girl know bosses we gaslit along the I way. Don't, I don't know. I, got, I kind of got lost halfway through. <laughs> you got lost in the metaphor. 
that lost in the sauce. The sauce is nitric acid. The sauce is just melted basil. Yeah. I mean, where does he put the melted basil? He doesn't take anything out, right? He just leaves. Well, yeah, there would be goo. He's got to, like, flush it somewhere. I mean, if if anyone's seen... I I mean, I've never watched Breaking Bad, but I'm aware of the one scene from Breaking Breaking Bad. Yeah. I know also, the one so, I, I like you said I'm baking bad there, which I listen bad. to a lot of true crime. I listen to it and like I like the girl talk, it makes me feel alright. Um mm. and there's always goo. If you dissolve someone in acid, there's always goo. I guess the goo goes into the fire? Question mark. Oh, gross. What if it put out the fire? And then also, you just have I goo feel like fire. That Fiery goo. Mm. I have no reason to say why it would explode. I think mostly because even like like, but like, I just feel like if you put goo on a fire, it's gonna explode. I think put the fire out, mm. right? It's a liquid. Yeah, but would it not? So is he just kind of steam? be. To be fair, kerosene is also a liquid, and that definitely wouldn't put a fire out. <laughs> would true. it not kind of be like an oil fat fire, which is gross? Yeah, but is that not how it would operate? Body. <gasps> Maybe it's yeah. one of those no. pan fires. They warn oh, us about. It would about. explode, <laughs> and then poor Alan, he'd die. It'd be the most embarrassing way to like blow up your own house. Alan. Like, oh, Alan, he's dead. Alan. Alan. I do like Jurassic Park Alan. too. No, I don't. Um. Um, I did look it up just now, and nitric acid is flammable. It has oh, flammable no. vapors. So um, maybe that's what he did then. Basil's just gonna explode. They just Basil is he is lit. Goo. They gave him a Viking view. No wait, that's what. Oh, RIP Basil. Oh, can that, can we talk about um, Dorian Basil's? romantic trip to venice yes of course yeah. we can. that bit made my heart kind of like sad because it's this whole bit where he's talking about how like venice the city is romance and how it was so romantic and then it's like and basil was there and i'm like oh you fool don't you see that don't why you venice see it was you're so in romantic. love oh no it was but so romantic and now he's dead in a group pile in my home i know and he's blackmailing his ex boyfriends to turn his other ex-boyfriend into goo and it's just like it's just a really beautiful bit where he's like thinking about venice and thinking about the amazing time he had because the city was so incredibly romantic and then he's like and basil was there and i'm like no i feel like venice at this time would have been so romantic though like mm. it's yeah this is sort of mm. uh i guess the latter end of like grand tour era right so mm. it's not full-on tourism mode which it is now mm-hmm. so it would be a little like Venice now is like geared up for tourists, right? But I feel like at this time it would have been a bit more slapdash. It would be mm. more fun. I would love to. Um, I would really love to go to Venice. We will go sometime. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Be nice. Put it in your calendar right now. No. Okay. <laughs> in fact, we're already there. Now <laughs> for this special episode of the Storybook Podcast. Live. Sounds of gondola going past. <laughs> Where in the world is the Storybrooke podcast? <laughs> that would be a fun bit. That's actually really cute. I, like, what kind of special episode could we actually do with this? Like, um, I feel like if we had like if there was a very big speaking chapter, we could each ha- do different voices. That's fun. Characters, mm. yeah, like an actual, like a play style chapter. I think that would we actually could do be that, really actually. fun. That would be neat. Why was my first thought? Yeah. Um, cooking and i was like we can all make like little jellies we can all make our own little gooey basil 
that gooey basil? You want to make him melt his basil? Now that seems inappropriate. He's only just been melted and you want to make him into a smoothie? His body is barely goo and you're laughing. Yes. Poor basil. Poor basil. He died like most of the basil plants I buy from the supermarket. They've lasted a long time, to be fair. They do. They get a bit like, I I eat them too quickly. Mm. So I end up with a lot of stalk and no basil. Um, All stalk and no basil. That sums up my life. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's quite funny, to be fair. Just put them on top of pasta all the time, you know? You know I love me some pasta. Mm. I do know that you love me some pasta. You do love you some basil as well. I do. I like to put a lot of pepper on top of my pasta as well. Like, a Mm -hmm. lot. Like, Cracked black pepper, or like yeah, I have a nice pepper grinder, um, which was a Christmas present several years ago. It has moved several houses with me now, but Hmm. wow, wow, you sound so impressed by my completely off topic culinary choices. Black pepper, (laughs) freshly cracked black. You sound like the MasterChef announcer. Thank you. Graham is using freshly cracked black pepper pepper. to create his pasta with basil. With a tomato and basil juice. Basil is melting in the upstairs room. Basil. <laughs> Alan Campbell is utilising a mixture of nitric, nitric acid and a fire with asbestos. He's going through a flambe technique. <laughs> He's just shoving basil <laughs> into the fireplace like... He's got to walk it. out. <laughs> Do you think that Alan was like really ferociously muttering to himself the whole time? Because I feel like if you've been blackmailed mm. by an ex, you know if you haven't like done a favour for an ex after you've broken up and yeah, like yeah. doing it very grudgingly, I feel like he's like when they're like stupid dork and just puts up some bonnie and he never gave my scarf back. <laughs> he took my finest morning coat. <laughs> it didn't seem like an amiable breakup. I don't know what went on between oh, sure. these guys. He's like, but... being like, oh, sure, I'll go over and maybe he wants to see you again. No, he wants me to hide a bloody body. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bloody body. I'd be mad. I'd be really mad as well. What if your ex asked you to help dispose of a body? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that he would. I don't think he would, but if he ever did, I'd probably help, but I'd be really grumpy about it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it would depend. I'd be like, why did you kill this person? Mm. And if it was like, self-defense, I'd be like, go to the police. Yeah. Yeah. When Dorian is like, it was a suicide, I was like, okay, how are we going to explain the multiple stab wounds? How are we going to... Yeah, it's also just a very odd method. And it's, I mean, unconventional. It, it was, yeah. Hmm. How do you stab yourself and then remove the knife to carry on? Yeah, to just keep, keep stabbing. Keep on stabbing. Going. Just keep on keeping on. And by keeping on, I mean stabbing. He was really committed. Yeah, yeah I was he like mildly proud of Dorian in that moment. I was like, interesting, he's trying to cover up. Well done, Dorian. And then he like immediately paragraphed later. Like, I just think it's really funny. I was like, please, it was a suicide. I must get rid of the body. And he was like, I'm not helping. And he's like, it was a murder. And he's like, cool, a, I'm definitely not helping you. Murder. It's like when you play a like a multiple choice RPG game, you just go through all the yep. options to see what happens. It's like it was mm-hmm. a suicide, it was a murder, it was the an elf? accident. <laughs> Which one will get me the right answer? None of them. Stop Which it, one will get me romance, Alan? <laughs> the bad ending, romance. The bad Alan. ending, romancing Alan. I feel like that would. I don't know. I don't think. I don't 
like Alan that much. Uh, Obviously, I mean, in this chapter, he's not the worst of the two me. people involved by any means, but I got weird vibes from him. I think the true bad ending is romancing Henry. Yeah, oh yeah. god. But the true oh. good ending is romancing Henry's wife. Yes. yes. Justice for Henry's wife. Justice I love that Dorian wife. got like three letters from female admirers at the start of it and he's like, ugh, women! Not again. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. He's just so popular. Also, Alan does not like Henry at all. No, Alan does not like Henry at all. He's like, why don't you just go to Henry? And he's like, Alan, how dare like, you? I bet you learned this from Henry, your man who you hate, who I hate. He doesn't hate him. Oh my god, I bet that every single boyfriend Dorian's had has been wildly jealous of Henry. I feel like you oh, would 100%. assume you could never at least supplant Henry, even if you didn't think something was going on. Yeah. You would at least be but like, well, that... he's going to be always more important to you than me. Yeah, well, I think that, like, Dorian would literally drop anything to hang out with Henry. So I feel like, yeah. you know, it's like one of he those does, things right? where it's like, why are you, like, why is this, like, he would cancel, like, dinner plans if Henry was yeah. like, Dorian, I'm going to the club, be I'm there at the five. You know, he, he would drop everything, even if it was, like, an established date. So I feel like the jealousy is, like, rational in that yeah, case. Yeah, I think so. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and this woman was basically, like, saying that, like, she didn't think that, like, she was like, jealousy is always really bad. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't think that you should be routinely jealous in a relationship because it's kind of a sign that your relationship is going bad. But she was like, I've only been jealous twice in my life and both times I've really healthily communicated with the person. And I was like, good for you, bestie. How does it feel to be completely emotionally healthy? I feel like jealousy bad because it makes you irrational but like being annoyed by someone doing something like that not bad but completely yeah. understandable like and it, i suppose it depends where you draw the line at, like what is jealousy and what is just no this is a reasonable thing to be annoyed by that's true that's true i'd like well i i feel like it would be the difference between reasonable annoyance and like actual jealousy is being reasonable annoyance is being like look dorian i can't believe you cancelled on me the jealousy yeah. would be like i can't believe you cancelled on me for henry ah! Kind of yeah, thing. but then it could be reasonable if it was always Henry, right? Which it probably yeah. is in Dorian's case. And I think it would not be irrational to um, say, you always cancel on me for Henry. I feel like I would like to be more important to you than Henry is, and I'm yeah. not. Mm. But jealousy, yeah. I think, sort of shortcuts through that logic just straight on to he's in my way or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or I, I want to be him like him. or Four reasons. Yeah, I know. Mm. I, I rationalise things a lot. That's <laughs> what we're learning here. But that's that's how I see it. But I, I think it pro- probably was an example of jealousy in this case. I yeah. Know. They certainly I seem you... to have had a falling out. Uh, I mean, whatever he blackmailed him with. Like, I think, again, I mean, this may be just me projecting, but I assume whatever he's blackmailing him with is, you know, scenes of a homosexual nature. I, I think so, yeah. Um, a little bit fruity. Never. A little bit. In my Oscar Wilde book. <laughs> it's probably something to do with, I mean, I think all of the things in the previous chapters that it's implied Dorian has been up to are vaguely of a sexual nature. It's either something mm. to do with mm. women or something to do with going to some strange place to do something. Yeah. We don't know what he doesn't say. Oh my say. god, Alan's into BDSM. Ooh. I mean, yeah, or it could just be that they're going to... Places just, where you know, people hiring sex workers, yeah, have gay sex, for example. Which I, you know. I feel like 
like because they're high to do society men i feel like yes it would be a bit shameful if they were caught hiring a sex worker but like well to do men have been doing that since like the dawn yeah. of time i feel like mm-hmm. it's a bit shameful and they probably like you get a few side long glasses but it's not going completely white you know no. color draining from your face being like it's feeling be sick and being that, like right? dorian oh my god you absolutely can't tell yeah. like it has to be something really big to be like you must help me dissolve this body or i will tell everyone about your deep and dark secret like i no. feel like i agree with you for that, that reason i think it for, that's why when i read it i thought it probably was that he was going mm. to say you know here i have evidence of you engaging in homosexuality or something because mm. if it was just you were having sex outside of your i don't, I don't think he's, is he married I don't alan's think he's married. not married alan um, has withdrawn completely from society and doesn't right. play music anymore because so, dorian ruined his life so it's mm. not even that he'd be ruining a marriage and therefore in trouble with someone else's family so that yeah i agree basically i think it probably is you know he wrote him a note saying you're gay you're gay <laughs> you're gay yeah, either that or like something like genuinely like career ruining or something like that. Yeah, that seems like a cool chill dude. Malpractice think... maybe, mm. but then mm. he's getting him to do more of that. I suppose maybe that's mm. how blackmail works. But mm. his career projection. Um, but he seems to just write for like science journals and stuff yeah. like that. So he just does weird science. Yeah, he just does kind of weird science. He's get, been getting super into biology. I got mad scientist vibes from that description. Yeah, it's I just, got mad he wrote some vibes stuff from him. and now he yeah, does he's been like things. Science some papers. Yeah. Boop, boop. Which is pretty cool. Specific. The ultimate weird science. Dissolving your ex boyfriend's maybe also ex boyfriend. It's pretty weird to be <laughs> It is it's pretty weird. It's up there. It's not the weirdest yes. science is. I feel like it's it's, it's less weird stuff. than reanimating the perfect man for yourself a la frankenstein slash rocky horror um but more weird than i don't know going into a lab and putting is it weirder than putting ears on mice Mm. i don't think it is actually that always creeps me out mice already have ears i'm very confused no you uh, oh you have not seen you know when they grow like a, a human ear on a mouse oh yeah, I was going to be like... You can quote me on this. I do not care for these human ear mouse. They already have ears. They do, it's true. It's a third ear. But they get like a load of rats addicted to cocaine. Oh, when they get them to push buttons and stuff. Yeah, like... I find those fascinating. I do feel sorry for them. like, so emotional, because basically if you give rats love and support, they'll wean themselves off heroin. Yeah. And, like, they're less likely to do heroin. And they only have a... I think it's really funny. So Rat City is this thing where, like, you give the rats... Like, they're all allowed to interact. They have, like, a full little, like, rat, like, you know, society going on. And if you do that and you introduce, like, two stoppers, one with, like, fresh water and one with a sugar solution that's got morphine Mm. in it, the rats will only ever do it recreationally, which I think is so funny and cool. Like, there's these rats being like, it's a Saturday night, gonna get crazy, heading down to the morphine bar, toot toot. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they get so cute. Like, and, you know, it reflects, like, you know, the ideal society where everyone is loved and cared for and has, like, access to, like, resources. Then people would hopefully only do drugs recreationally. I mean... I'd like to think that is true, to be fair. No. Yeah, <laughs> At the well, risk of drifting radically off topic into drug reform, I, well, I think the way we approach you know, criminalising things like mm-hmm. that is not necessarily the healthiest way to do it. Yeah, I, think, um, I agree. I think that, like, 
I mean, they've proven it. They've proven it in, like, uh, is it Denmark where most drugs are legalised? I do not know off the top of my head. I, it might be... I know it's one of the Scandinavian countries. Either way, mm. I, um, in one of the Scandinavian countries, they've legalised most drugs. And basically, because people can, like, go to a clinic and get, like, for example, like, heroin that is, like, clean and safe to use with, like, a single-use needle mm. and things like that. I they don't think they've decriminalised it. I think they've just not criminalised getting it tested. Which I think is something no, they put into practice some with some charities here to, as like, well. No, I think there's like places where you can, like, you can specifically go to them to get, like, like you can go to a clinic to get drugs. So mm. people don't go to dealers anymore and they're getting, like, stuff that's actually safe for use. Yeah, but I think um, outside of those, it is illegal to buy it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I think, yeah, but then it's one of those things where, like, if you can get it, like, in a clean and safe environment, you're far more yeah. likely to. And also, you're far more likely to consider recovery. Yeah. Because. Like, it's non-judgmental rather than just being like, ah. I think that's the main thing, right, is the, the, the social stigma associated with these things mm-hmm. um, yeah. dissuades people from getting help. Yeah, exactly. I think it's also, like, you know, um, people, like, who are in charge of, like, you know, handling drugs cases, like, within mm. the police, like, depending on who you get, you might get someone who's very sympathetic to people who are struggling with addiction or you might get some people who are like oh junkies are worthless and yeah. like that's really gonna affect whether or not you like you know if you, you have whether you relapse further into addiction or like if you you know consider recovery and i just yeah i just think that like it's a public perception thing right it's the yeah. same it's the same vein of problem it's not exactly the same problem but the same type of problem you have when you know when uh people say complain about people being on benefits buying things that aren't you know literally food to survive yeah. on oh stuff like God. that it's a similar thing where you'd see someone who is probably struggling with drug addiction or something and you'd say well they must be a bad person yeah and that that puts them then through that sort of, if that's a societal trend, on a certain track to mm. be criminalised. Yeah. And anyway, we, we've got very far off topic. Yeah, yeah you've got to stop me now because otherwise I'm going to go on a yes. huge rant Sorry. about how people are like, <laughs> oh, you can't be actually poor if you have a phone. And I'm like, everyone needs a phone. We're in the digital age. Yeah, oh my first God. off, have you ever worked a zero hours contract? You need a phone. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> no, Graham, they haven't. And that's why they have they those haven't. opinions. It's true. Because they, they have suck. Not. Yes. But Graham, okay. think of the poor MPs who only get paid eighty thousand pounds a year. Only eighty thousand. Eighty-one thousand. That's nowhere no near less. enough. That's not going to stop you from doing crimes, financial crimes, financial crimes. Honestly, that's just ridiculous. It's crazy. I I will probably never earn eighty-one thousand pounds a year in my life. Right? I mean. Who knows? I might, but I don't see it happening. I don't happening. think I will, no. Um, that's a lot of money. Mm. But and I think if I, I earned that much money, I would simply give most of it away. Because right? I, I don't need, need that, much, that money. much money, really. <laughs> I'd like... get like, a nice flat, and I'd probably start buying the fancy groceries. And yeah, like... I would buy, you know, I, I suppose you'd need a place to live in London, but that's actually covered by your expenses anyway as an MP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't need 81000 for that. Then... Yeah, I'd just live quite a nice life, and then I would still realise yeah. I have at least half of this left over, probably. Yeah. Because Fair what I have also, at the moment nice is, at Christmas. like, about a quarter of that, less, maybe, less than a quarter, and <laughs> not been a problem so far, <laughs> so... 
it's just the concept that they're like, you need to pay me more than this almost £100,000 wage to yeah. to stop me from committing financial crime. Literally. Because I need really more money. money. Like, really feels like Taking corrupt handouts. One of those like Literally. horrid relationships where it's like, well, if you don't do this for me, then I'm gonna do, I'm gonna cheat on you. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but I mean, sense, please don't do that. You're all government. You're saying, like, if you don't give me £81,000, then I'll do something wrong. And I get to decide if you give me more or not. <laughs> because who makes yeah. the rules on to how much they Why get? It's them. Why do people be in charge of the country? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay. I'm not going to... I'll, I'll stop before I start calling for revolution. Yes, <laughs> we will We'll scale it back a second. So, yeah. The Picture of Dorian Gray is the a book. The Picture of Dorian Gray is a book. I would like to be greeted in the morning with a cup of chocolate. Because he doesn't say chocolate, he says a cup of chocolate. So yes. what I'm envisioning is the Lindor hot chocolate from Costa. I'm picturing, you know, like Italian hot chocolate? Oh my god. Yeah, like the it's like melted chocolate and I think I think there's a bit of milk in there too, but it's basically just a lot of melted chocolate. God, and the idea I want is you can like so dip bad. your pastries into it, stuff like that. It I is love you all good. deeply, very yeah. much as yeah. my friend. I mm-hmm. would bury a Bowie knife <laughs> to drink a cup of milk and chocolate. I, I can make would you this. love a cup can of you? milk and chocolate. A cup of milk Wait. and chocolate would not love me. I don't know if we have any chocolate. Oh, Meg, no. Yeah, lactose no. intolerance, rise up. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> this is like, so we'll the other night, I was planning on making dinner for... Um, Graham and Meg, because Graham was coming over to mine and Meg's flat, and I was like, oh, like, I can make this, like, Flemish meatballs, because it's, like, a dish that my mum makes me quite a lot, and it's really tasty, and I, I love it, and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I suddenly realised that it actually contains quite a lot of double cream. But <laughs> I was like, never mind. Yeah. Oh, I no, no, Meg is lactose intolerant. But then, <laughs> the crucial Meg's detail, intestines, they're broken. <laughs> what did we eat the next day? <laughs> So much cheese. So lots much of, cheese. Lots of, lots Meg cheese. made the choice. I was gonna make her eat cream and cheese in two days. <laughs> That's true. Oh, it I was mean, very good. We saved we you a... partially. We oh, had no. cheese and wine system. and I it's drank broken. so much wine. And then we watched Mamma Mia, and Meg and I <laughs> sobbed our oh, yeah. hearts out. <laughs> I've never cried so much. We were so it's it an was emotional so song. embarrassing. We like, texted our mums, being like, I love you, mum. Liv just turned around to be like, tears streaming down their face. It was like, I miss my mum. It was embarrassing. It I was. was. Like, send, send her a message then. So and we I like did. group composed a message to your mum. Yeah, because I was like, I can't sound too drunk. And then the three of us, who were all drunk. We were. Like, were yeah. Good. <laughs> just, yeah. Nice. We were met. My mum you know was drunk. It was think... eleven p.m. This was the thing: is that it wasn't even that late. No, it was eleven p.m. on a Friday, <laughs> and we were very, very wine drunk, crying yeah. lots at Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. I love. Mama but before cheese. that, we did watch my favorite rom com together, and we all liked it. We did. It's good, actually. Thank you. Would it's you like to up. explain it briefly? Yeah, to it's basically. The kids um, so it's got Simon Pegg, he, play, he plays the main male romantic lead. Now, you will leave this film with a crush on Simon Pegg. That's, Which is, is only weird if you, if you don't think about it, because actually, it's yeah. not that weird. No, it's not that weird. In fact, I went into like this a... film with a crush on Simon Pegg, so... Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Um, so it's Lake Bell, and basically Lake Bell is like this, like, 
mid-30s woman. She's kind of unlucky in love. She's pretty, like, cynical. And then she meets this, she, she meets this girl on the train who's like, you need, really need to read the self-help book. Because it's, like, um, six, it's, you know, it's a self-help book. And so she falls asleep on the train. This girl gives, like, leaves her copy with her. Um, so she picks it up, wanders through Waterloo, and is like, oh my god, where the fuck Redacted. Is oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no! Redact! You've missed out a vital fact, a book back. which is that the idea was that. Wait, you're coming around. That to she, the fact? Yeah, I'm getting to it. So, okay, um, I feel like so she, I'm she's walking around this book, and then suddenly Simon Peck comes up to her, and it's like, oh my god, I didn't think I was that late because turns out this girl was going to use this nice. book so her blind date could recognise her. So Lake Bell ends up stealing this girl's blind date and they have like some fun and wacky <laughs> hijinks. And I spent the entire film going to Megan Graham. I've been there because I've been to a lot of the places where this It's just filmed, places in London. Sort of, it's just places like, in London. I remember but, like, that bridge. I know that station. Yeah, because well, I used to go to, <laughs> they Waterloo, come into Waterloo every morning is... for work. I say Waterloo is not the most attractive of the London stations. Oh God, no. It is but the shops in there are really good. Like, if you're going to get stuck in any of the major London Paddington. stations, I'd either pick Padd yeah, Paddington. Yeah, I'd pick Paddington or Waterloo, to be fair. I've been stuck in Paddington many, many times. Last mm. time was a few weeks ago, and I made friends with someone who was um, trying to escape Comic-Con. We of had a great time. Of course you did. Oh, um, <laughs> love that. What were they cosplaying the, as? Uh, I don't think they've been cosplaying, but they've been to mm. a lot of like very niche panels. Oh, uh, but they'd wanted to leave early because they were having a panic attack, basically. Mm. And then they got to the station and all of the trains were delayed by about two hours because someone had um, unfortunately passed away on the line. So they went from having a bad day to having an even worse day. And I was just behind them in the queue to ask the person at the desk what was happening. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> OK, Aww. it's time to ask if this person's all right. Poor kid. And yeah, we hung out. It was nice. That um, is nice. I don't know you did that. You have a yeah. whole secret life I don't know about. Yeah. Was the way home, on the way home from yours, to be fair. Oh. Well, my friend tried to travel from mine to Southampton the other week and got mm. stuck oh, in Waterloo no. for five and a half hours. Five and a half hours. hours? It's a trip that should you buy take a book maybe an hour and, and a half. And sit there and read it. Yeah, fair enough. I just, I think Waterloo's not got a lot going for it. It's got so many restaurants and shops. Does it? What? Right. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. King's yeah. Cross, very pretty. Nothing I like King's to Cross. do. Mm, it looks correct. nice. There's nothing there. All but then there's the weird mouth bit around and between then be like, that and St. Pancras. That's from Harry Potter. Yeah. That's you know when you go like towards St. Pancras, there's the weird, like, it's trying to be like a, an airport duty free, but it's not. Mm. Exactly. It's by the Eurostar. Exactly. But <laughs> also, strange. I mean, if you do get. If you do find yourself delayed over at King's yeah. Cross, you can have a little 10-minute saunter down the road to Independent Bookshop Gaze the Word that was oh, in the Pride movie. It's, I know, it's so I close really to wanna that, get It's their, very close. I really want to get one of their t-shirts because they still sell the Pits and Perverts t-shirts and I really want one. Nice. Mm. I've got a couple books from there. I watched Pride on my birthday. I love Pride wow. so much. And that, no, actually, film. I didn't cry because I was like in front of my sisters and my sister's boyfriend, and I was like, I'm not gonna cry because that's gonna be like, because if I start crying in that film, I don't stop. You won't stop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've it's not watched film. Love Simon in a while. Maybe I'll, maybe next time I get a little bit tipsy, I'm gonna watch Love Simon and do my, you know, and well, I'll say, what's the word for like every three months? 
tri-monthly. Tri-monthly, my tri-monthly sobbit love Simon. Yeah. I mean, the concept of, surely by now with the, like, the progression of the English language, they should have fixed the the, the problem of bi-monthly meaning either twice a month or once every two months. Say with bi-weekly, right? Does it mean twice a year or every two years? See, bi-monthly or bi-weekly to me means twice a week. Every I, month I understand is that is not the case for always. Me. To me, me. it <laughs> means every second month. Ah, uh, no. It? In yeah. the tax world. Oh, I mean, it's, I'm it's sorry, not I said vocabulary that, so that, that we would use. We would use quarterly, but... Quarterly, that makes sense. Quarterly. Yeah. Quarter- See... I don't really understand what a quarter is. I'm it's, assuming it's a quarter so of a three months. Right, but, so yeah. Graham, say you had one thing and then you cut it into four. <laughs> that's a quarter. I think I'm being bullied oh, no. right now. Oh no. <laughs> you just got... Oh, no. <laughs> is this yeah. what it feels like? <laughs> Quarters to you. I've been hung, drawn, and quartered up in this place. Hey! Ever say that I'm a mansplainer ever again? I'll cry. I'm sorry. Will you have your tri-monthly cry? Oh my god! Tri-monthly cry. Wait, tri-monthly. Every three months. That's quarterly. That's what quarterly means. Just let me say tri-monthly because it sounds so much better than quarterly. How did we not notice that like literally five minutes ago? Because we're silly. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) What's what's your like um all right quarterly um crying movie, Meg? I'm curious. Do you have one? What do I cry? I do cry at things right. I cry at Moana. Yeah. Every okay. single time that I watch it, specifically spoilers, the scene very close to the beginning when her grandma dies, I Fair cry enough. all the yeah. time at that. Um, I think that's very, it's crying. beautifully done though the way yeah. they deal with her relationship with her grandmother. I think in that film, um, yeah. like she's obviously she's passed on but still a part of her life, and I think that's of very course beautiful. because she's like. I'm going to be one of those big, pretty stingrays. And then she, she is. She is a manta ray, which I love. And manta rays, I love I that. Um, what else do I cry Honestly, as a teen, I was like, I'm cold and emotionless. <laughs> and nothing can phase me. Because I was, a, I was a teen that liked Sherlock. And I was like, I can't have emotions. <laughs> my uh, palace, that crying. I mean, oh my mind palace, no feelings. <laughs> And now I'm like, I'm an adult with emotions. Wow. Groundbreaking. And I cry at everything. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I've also got more used to just being comfortable portraying my emotions openly. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, not fully comfortable in all settings, but I think it's a thing that you're told you're not supposed to do when you're sort of growing up. And it's like, no, hold those in. I'm like, well, actually, mm-hmm. no, that's not healthy. I, yeah, I think I think I do cry more now than I did when I was a kid. But I think, yeah, I think I was in the same thing where I was like, oh, you know, it's like embarrassing to cry at movies and things like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I still have a bit of a hang up. Like if I'm with people that I'm not really yeah. comfortable with, I will try not yeah, try to not have an emotional cry, reaction. Yeah. But I catch mm. myself doing it. And I'm like, that's not great, <laughs> you mm. know? But yeah, things to unlearn. Yeah, anyway, I think, fun times. You know. What about you, Baker? You got a specific? Oh, every movie. <laughs> yes, that's true. I actually, every movie. 
Katie what were you watching, watching the other day? Was it Greta Gerwig? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was Miss Greta Gerwig. <laughs> uh, just will weep at anything and have a good you time. You watched Francis Ha, I think, the other day. I came in from work and you were just yep. slowly descending into light, like very graceful sobbing. Thank you. I, I am very say. graceful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't cry any film. Unexpected. Mm. Little Women is a big one. That's my like, but I just mm. watch that all the time. So. Yeah, I, but then like, you I cry know that whenever you're I watch it, and I watch it all yeah. the time. Yeah, anything. When Harry Met Sally, big cry film. Love that Interesting. Movie. Why? Yeah, I love it. It just makes me cry. The Christmas party makes me not Christmas. The New Year's party uh, okay. makes me cry. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. sort of the climax scene. Yeah, I, I yeah. love a big speech. Love a bi- anyone can big speech me all the time, and I will marry them. You know, love it. Mm-hmm. This is why you're not married yet. You're not being big speech. Exactly. <laughs> no, I've received a few big speeches in my time, but... <laughs> None good enough yet. No speech is yeah. big enough. <laughs> no proposals during them, so... Ah, I see. <laughs> Noted. I shall pass notes to the next big speaker. Thank you. <laughs> Bring a ring. <laughs> That's your moment. Yeah, that is the one. You get. You only get one big speech with Katie. <laughs> I just cry at things all the time, but then... Like, if I'm watching a movie with Graham and Katie, they won't realise that I'm crying until one of them will look at me and they'll be like, oh, oh no. (laughs) Oh, it's happening. Oh, oh, no. (laughs) no. (laughs) Do you feel like Dorian is repressing his emotions in this chapter or if he's just incapable of them? Well, no, because he does genuinely feel, like, anxious and stuff. Yeah. But it's just very fleeting. Like, he gets annoyed at Basil, and then he's yeah. really anxious because the body's still there, and then it's gone, and he's like, meh. And he has those moments where he's like, oh, who put this dead body here? And he's yeah. so, I think we spoke about this uh, last chapter, but he's so detached from everything. Yeah. More well, and more so each time. he is detached. Yeah. You know? But it, it's, it's bizarre, almost, how he seems to have this sort of lack of object permanence. He, mm. he goes and says, who stabbed this man in my house? What? Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, I mean, I think we saw this like last chapter yeah. where he like was overcome with hatred for Basil, stabbed him, then was like, oh my God, what have I done? And then was just like, you gross, a dead body. And then went to bed. Like, yes. he just doesn't he just care. Goes to sleep and wakes up. And then he kind of almost, he goes about his normal mo- morning routine, then just, deals with it like he just calls up a guy to deal with it he's mm. actually in a way he's quite functional yeah when he's not That's throwing himself on furniture <laughs> but it's not mature though i i know what you mean like it's yeah. it's very like he gets stuff done but but it's he very doesn't much show like emotional he... maturity doing so no it's very much it is in a weird way progression from dorian at the start of the book who is yeah a boy i mean he's Mm. still a boy um mentally as lucius theorizes um yep that prefrontal cortex that prefrontal Mm -hmm. cortex that's not very developed is it now if not a bingo square it should be um (laughs) but he's he's definitely progressed a bit in terms of doing things for are they really doing things for themselves i mean it's he called a man to dispose of that corpse Mm. i think 
beginning book, Dorian would have just cried at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, but beginning he, book, Dorian day, would never have killed do- someone. You know, beginning book, Dorian wouldn't have even like remotely considered killing anyone. No, oh, no that's true. Definitely not. No, I agree. I think what's odd to me about his progression, though, is that he doesn't have any goals. Which I don't think is a bad reflection on the novel. I think it still works fine as a, as a book for him to not have any personal goals. Um, but he doesn't... His character, he seems to just want to carry on doing what he's doing. Mm. Which I suppose is a reflection on his like hedonistic lifestyle. Is that he doesn't have any broader... I don't want to say interests. I think he has interests, but they don't culminate into uh, objectives. Mm. He only wants to get rid of Basil because Basil starts to pose a threat to what he's... He perceives Basil as a threat to his uh, livelihood, right? And then he has to get rid of Basil's body because that would, again, be a threat to him just continuing living life as he's doing. He's sort of stuck in stasis, in a sense. Mm. Yeah, I think it's kind of one of those things where, like, I think Dorian just wants to, like, you know, go shopping and, like, eat fancy food and travel and just live purely hedonistically. Mm. And Basil does get in the way of that, because Basil's like, oh my god, what have you done? This is gross. And he's like, whoa, how dare you? Yeah, and he's like, let's let's talk. I want to help you get better. And then Dorian is overcome with rage at him. He's like, how dare you suggest that I'm wrong but i I mean spoilers for people who don't have a physical copy of the book but we're we are into the latter Mm -hmm. the latter third of it now i think basically so we know from for that reason those who hasn't read it before um that it will all end soon but if it didn't end what what would dorian be doing do you think he'd get bored I think that's the thing is like I always think about this like if I became a vampire right yeah. and I was like immortal I do genuinely believe that at what sort of point I would just get bored I agree like you can't do like everything I mean I mean especially because like 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 you said Dorian doesn't have any goals so he's just doing whatever he wants but like that has to get boring after a while you know after a while you run out of things to want to do right yeah mm. I think I could carry on for like a maybe a couple hundred years before I got just so tired of everything and even then that might be too long like i think i'd I'd have you know maybe intellectual pursuits or something and then i'd be like right done that Mm. now what yeah like he just kind of collects stuff i mean obviously that's what we were going through like that one chapter he just listed all the stuff he had and he does that a bit in i think there's a mention of um he goes on about some french book editions in this chapter at some point I don't remember exactly yeah. when. I've got that written down. Um, again, weirdly specific collections. Seems to be how he's passing his time. I guess that's his interest. But you'd eventually run out of things to be interested in, surely. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's only so many hobbies in the universe, especially during this time period where, like, yeah. I mean, hobbies no are, like, strictly gendered yet. and, like, yeah. you know. Sure. Video games don't exist. and But even those get tiring. Like, I don't know if you want to try playing video games for a whole day, but I personally can't do it. Mm. Um, After a while, I'm like, I want to do something else. So imagine that for, like, a hundred years. I mean, I do get bored quite easily. I think that's one of the things that's, like... So, for me, I do experience boredom quite a lot. Right. And, like, 
especially specific boredom where I'm like, I want to do something, but I don't know what I want to do because nothing is appealing, yeah. but I want to do something. Oh my god, that's the worst. That, is, that sounds frustrating. It's really frustrating. In fact, I, like... I know of it a bit. I think for me it's like, you know when you want to watch a film, but you don't know what mm. film it is? Yeah. Imagine that, but worse. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my and relation to that. It's so frustrating because like, then a lot of the time I wouldn't actually end up doing anything and I'll just end up like you know, messing about on my phone yeah. for like a And you're like, it's been and two I hours. Feel even worse because I'm like, I wanted to do something today, but I don't know what. And it's just, but it is so frustrating. Do you feel like we are conditioned socially to feel that we have to have done something? Whereas I don't know if Dorian, the society that he lives in, the, the way yeah. he's grown up and mm. the way he lives his life, he doesn't have to do anything ever. Mm. So maybe for him, it's easier to not be. I mean, I personally like to feel like I've... I like to tick things off. I don't make lists, but I, I like to feel like I've mean done that stuff. I like, achieved anything. I just mean that, like, I like doing things. Yeah. Also, like, do you think that, like, rich people in Victorian times were just bored all the time? Rich women, I imagine, there must have been potential to be bored. Rich men, I probably also the same, but you could go and do more weird stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I just... I mean, like, I like reading, but, like, reading was kind of, like, excessive reading, shall we say, was kind of discouraged back in the day. And also not as easy as now. Like, I couldn't... Yeah. You don't have a Kindle. You can't pop down the bookshop yeah, just as easily. Yeah, also, like, if you are a woman, that's expensive. definitely going to be books that they're not letting you read. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I I think if I was in Dorian's position, I would... I would have got bored. Mm. Not so bored I'd have murdered my best friend. But... No, no. <laughs> You know, Good a to know. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have a high opinion of yourself there, Caitlin. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, does anyone else have any remarks on Chapter 14 before we close up for the episode? His poor valet. His poor valet. I feel so sorry for Francis. Sent off to, was it Twickenham or Richmond? Yeah, Richmond. I do like yeah. Richmond. Rich, I like Richmond, too. get all flowers, but no white ones because they're the death flowers. Yeah, I, I assumed there was symbolism there that I didn't get. I'm guessing that's what you meant. Yeah, um, when he said absolutely yes. no white orchids. Because, okay. oh, like, white waxy flowers, so, like, orchids and lilies, flowers? very traditional funeral flowers. Ah, I see. So, yeah. yeah. They're also supposed to be bad luck. I don't agree with this. I think lilies are lovely. Lilies are only I bad like luck if you have cats. Lilies, yeah. Yes. I'm mildly... They are incredibly toxic to cats. Are they? Mm. But yes. you can, if you buy them, if you buy them with the pollen seeds taken out, you can oh, have the them around removed. cats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, we would just always get... remove them when we got them. Yeah, if you just remove Smart. the stamens from the lilies, you're, you should be fine. So, Also, nice. lily pollen stains. Yeah. Yes, it does so much. I once yellow. got some on a tablecloth. Um, I was oh, not dear. in the good books that day. <laughs> Gotta throw the tablecloth away. <laughs> yeah, um... No, my grandmother was most displeased with me. <laughs> most displeased? Yeah. Most displeased. Most displeased. I did not get a second like element of gruel that night. My my granny is uh, distinctly like just middle middle class, but she has pretensions. Uh, and they come through in the way she made us talk as kids. You know, oh, you okay. have that one grandparent that like makes you do table manners. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you mean my that parents? Yeah, yeah okay, my parents say we do table manners. Yeah. My yeah, I know how to properly hold a knife and relaxed. fork now. That said, I mean, I, I don't completely resent 
people making their kids do table manners if i see a child eating with their mouth open exactly oh i think it's completely worth it in terms of like don't chew I don't with your mouth the elbows open. on the table thing i will say no i mean that's got to be irrelevant I don't oh know the elbows thing is too. silly with me it was always elbows off the table sit up straight yeah elbows on the table for me because i like to lean <laughs> mm. oh see it was like i the useful thing is like not having kids chew with their mouth open because yes. that's just nasty it's disgusting so like yes teach put it away that. put it's that food useful. further in yeah yeah, I yeah. Had, um, close your mouth no chomping noises with me it was live you have to hold I, for some reason so i used to basically i used to just use like one utensil at a time when i was eating do you think i still okay. do this this so, is like i would just use like a fork knowledge but you're dyspraxic right so do you think yeah. that might have been relevant i don't know i just felt like i just didn't like holding a knife and a fork at the same time especially because i would also do hold... that you know when you hold yeah. like so they made me hold a knife and fork properly where you have your finger resting on the back of the fork and the back of the knife yeah sure not like... like a shovel which is what my my grandma yeah, was saying I, I just didn't like doing <laughs> is it a shovel that. And they were like, like, you have know. to hold a knife and fork at, at the whole time because we're Did not they American. you hold it with the fork um, pointing was, like downwards, as opposed to, like when yeah, you can yeah, scoop with, fork, with, with it. A, with the prongs pointing downwards, so yeah. like they curve down me, towards the plate. This always Have came out when we were peas eating like with peas. That. Peas, yes. Peas. <laughs> what am I like, supposed to do You can here? hold it like a shovel if we're eating peas, but only if we're eating peas. With like, one pea at a time. But yeah, they used to be. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's basically just because I just wouldn't want to be using one of my hands while I was eating, so I would just use like I would just use one hand. I don't know why it was more comfortable for me. Yeah. Maybe it's a dyspraxic thing. I'm not sure. I'm not great at the dual processing, so... Sure. But anyway, I just prefer to just eat with a fork. And, oh my god, I used to get in trouble every dinner time. Olivia, pick up your knife. Yeah, I think the older I've got, the more... I mean, obviously, we're all adults now, so they're not really jumping on it at all. But, like, the more lax my parents were with stuff like that. Like, most... I think me and my mum probably now would both just use a fork for several food items like mm. there are some foods you can scoop nicely there are some you can't right if, if i'm eating mm. pasta i don't need to use a knife oh i love to eat pasta with you know spaghetti with a fork so good. are you a fork and spoon spaghetti person no i'm just a fork i and am because i've never understood fork. fork and spoon Graham, with with all respect you've seen me eat spaghetti <laughs> yeah and it is actually i enjoy it a lot because you just enjoy that spaghetti <laughs> i do i just love it there is something i think <laughs> Particularly if I've made the spaghetti, watching someone enjoy food you've made is always very And I always very good. much enjoy spaghetti, but oh, every single time I'm like, hell yeah, a fork full of spaghetti. Oh no, too much spaghetti oh no, in my it's mouth. Collapsing. And then I have like a Zoyberg moment. It's, it's fun. I think food I, should be fun. I do essentially eat spaghetti like a toddler that's discovered spaghetti for the first time. Yeah, but you've, you've yet to throw it up my walls, for which oh, I thank no, you. No, I would never do that to you. <laughs> but would you do it to Katie, who also lives here? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I th- I th- yeah, but I- I'd-, I'd throw pasta at the wall, but only if it would like to be like, oh, the pasta's cooked, throw it at a wall. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Uh, yes. Huh. But I, I prefer just trying a little bit. Trying it, yeah. Because then you get to eat some spaghetti as well, which is. Yeah, also, bonus. if it can stick to the wall, it's actually too done. Yeah, because then it's like going to be starchy. The starch right? is coming out, yeah. Yeah. I mean, by that point, I think the starch is going back into it. Anyway, pasta cooking tips is where we've got to. I think it's time to go. <laughs> Closing remarks are 
don't throw your password at the wall, don't mm. murder your friends, and don't get your ex-boyfriend to melt them into goo. Any, anything Correct. I missed? Little goo, man. Pretty much sums it up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's <it>. chapter fourteen. <laughs> All right, it's goodbye from me, and Bye. probably goodbye for everyone else too. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we didn't re- didn't like Later. prep you guys for that one at all. So uh, good response, thank you. Good night, uh, by we'll see you next week. Children. Good night. Do you say ghoul children? Goo, but oh. perhaps they're ghouls. <laughs> we are just we're just Maybe. out of spooky season. Yes, yeah, it's the ghouls are still around. Yeah. yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.